On this episode of the B-Side, church staff look at what they've read for this year. Welcome to the B-Side, a Blessed Hope podcast where we turn over the sermon notes and answer those lingering questions. Hey everybody, welcome to the B-Side. I am Vince and I am joined by Pastor Matt and Malia. And we, uh, this podcast has been a year in the making. Uh, we've we set a, a goal for ourselves individually, uh, the amount of books that we wanted to read this year. And um, we all had individual goals, and I, I, don't, I know where I'm at in my goal. I don't know where they're at on theirs. But uh, we just thought it would be good to go through the books that we've read. We're not going through all of them. We picked some of our favorites and, and just talk about you know, what type of book it is, uh, who it would be good for, and, and why it was meaningful to us. Um, so maybe we'll just check in on, on our goals from, uh, from this year. If one of you wants to either proclaim that they did it or be sh- shamed right now. Well, that's pretty rough. I think it was easy for you to say that because you met your goal. Yeah. Right? So you're like, I met my goal, so I'm going to say this and call out Matt because I know he didn't. I didn't know that. Oh, well. <laughs> you set a really high goal, though. I did. I set a goal at the beginning of the year of reading through 24 books. Yeah. Uh, two a month was my goal. And honestly, at the beginning of the year, I made this, this deal with myself. I'm like, hey, if instead of watching, and I know this will sound so trite and so stupid, but, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. If instead of watching reruns of TV shows that you've already seen, <laughs> yep. you could open up a book and read something that edifies you and that feeds you and that actually gives you something worthwhile, mm-hmm. then you would be a better person, you'd know more, you'd probably be, be um, enriched, you'd be a better pastor. So I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to do that. I'm going to shut the TV off, and I'm going to read. And I did really well mm-hmm. for a good half of the year, and I did moderately well for another quarter of the year. And unfortunately, in this last quarter, I've struggled a little bit as as um, I think maybe just the stress of the year or a lot of things have gone and that, that I've, I found myself seeking some like dead time, like no brain work at all. Yeah. Um, but, but my goal was 24 and I've made it through about 18. Oh, that's not that bad. I, I, I mean, my reading pretty much follows your pattern, except that I set a lower standard. And so I actually hit my goal like in June and I've read two books since then. So... <coughs> Fair enough. I don't know if I can feel super proud about that. but uh, you, you hit it. So, <laughs> Malia, what about you? Uh, in my type A overachiever personality, uh, I crushed mine, of course. Um, I set a goal of 15 and am at 18. And I've got two on wow. the stove that I'm working on. So. Are they literally on, on the stove? No, not because that would be dangerous. That's a, little, that's a fire hazard. That's not okay. Come on, Scott. Um, so, I don't know. You kind of talked about why reading was important for you this year. And, yeah. And, and when you kind of had mentioned your goal, that kind of spurred me. I was like, yeah, why, why, sh- why wouldn't I need to read more? Um, I don't really read a ton. Uh, typically, I'm, I'm a slow reader. So I picked a, actually a, a ton of small books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think for me, reading this year has, has really helped me um, stay encouraged, uh, push me towards God's word. Um, you, you know, reading some of these Christian books, it's like, oh, I, I've never read that passage that way, or uh, I, just reminding me of, of the Christian life, and I think it's made me a better person throughout this year as well. Um, 
So Malia, why was reading so important to you this year? Um, really, I think reading is important um, just in general. Uh, I am a, a big reader normally, um, so I don't really need a big push to do that. Uh, but I think as Christians, it's something that's important for us to be doing. Uh, just because, you know, if we really want to be intentional about uh, reading the Bible, you know, that's, that's reading in long form at, at its best. Mm -hmm. And if we don't um, practice reading in long form, I think uh, it, it's going to be more of a struggle for us mm -hmm. to read the Bible. Um, because, you know, reading is really a discipline, I think. Um, you know, for yeah. easier for some than others, and it probably depends on what type of books you're picking up also. Um, but I, I just don't think people are reading as much as they used to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we, we read, but just not, like I said, in, in long form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I don't... Um, I, want, I want to clarify, too, and this, this might um, not argue with Malia's point there at all, but, but to, to add another avenue, yes, reading is important, it's critical, um, and, and there is nothing like being able to get out of a text that you're actually engaging with. That's why I read paper mm -hmm. copies. I don't read on a Kindle. I, I have a Kindle, and when I read a novel for fun, I'll read on the Kindle. But mm -hmm. when I'm reading to, to, to just wrestle with and, and, you know, I need to underline and star and circle and highlight mm -hmm. and scribble and take notes, and it, it's hard to do that um, if you're not wrestling with an actual paper text. But um, it is hard for some people. Um, and, and I think that, that we want to make sure we, we create space for that. And so, listen, I, I mean, there is audible. Like, yeah. like you, can, you can read books that are being read to you, and, and um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, I enjoy that for certain kinds of books. Especially if you have a long commute. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, if you redeem a, that time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and that counts. I mean, that's not me reading the words, but that counts, right? That's, that's me exposing myself to the ideas and to the... Um, you, you know, to to the the intellect and, and, and to the the tension of of what's being taught to me, whether I'm reading it with my eyes or hearing it with my ears, that's similar. And so I would say we've got so many avenues that are not reading paper, but that are you know that are that are in that same vein. So I mean, right mm -hmm. now media is one of those you can you can always be listening and growing and, and mm -hmm. stretched on right now media. You can be listening to books. You can listen to the Bible audibly. You can always be exposing yourself to those kinds of things. There are those moments where you want to sit down and you want to dig in, yeah. uh, like Malia's talking about. But, but if that's hard for you, that doesn't need to be your main avenue. Right, right. Yeah. And, I, and I, I know think, you weren't saying that. No, yeah. yeah. And I think um, part of the key is finding something you enjoy to read. Right. Yes. You know, so like think about what types Calvin of movies. Calvin and Hobbes comics. Yeah, like what type of movies do you like to watch? One of the books that I counted as a book was a graphic novel. A Batman graphic yeah, novel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. I, that's awesome. <laughs> but whatever types of movies you enjoy watching, I think, will lend into that area of reading, too. Mm -hmm. And so if you like sci-fi, you know, find sci-fi book to read. But I think there's, you know, and I'm trying to kind of pull this back into, I think, you know, God communicates with us through written word. And so I think there's value in, yeah. in that. And absolutely. I obviously, and then value in us um, kind of, teaching ourselves and um, learning and growing in that area, I, I just yeah. think is, is important because, you know, you think about the, the patience it takes to get through a long book and mm -hmm. the endurance and, um, you know, because it can be tedious sometimes depending on yeah. what you're uh, 
reading. Um, mm -hmm. And I think there's, kind of, there's something like an, an activeness about reading versus, you know, when you sit down to watch a show on Netflix, you're really just, you know, ingesting information and just mm -hmm. and getting entertained where, you know, when you're reading, there's kind of that sense of, like, you're discovering things along yeah. with the mm -hmm. author. And it, it just is something, there's something different about that, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think one of the great things, this will be the last thing before we start jumping into what we read and, and why and who it would be good for. Um, one of the things with Right Now Media is, there's studies up on Right Now Media that can walk you through some books that are in the Christian world. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know that they exist where you know, somebody wrote a book, they, had a, they released a DVD study a long time ago, and now it's on Right Now well, Media. I'll give you a perfect example, and, and, and it might be a great segue for one of the number yep. one books on my list. Mm -hmm. Aha. Mm -hmm. um, Aha is a book by Kyle Eidelman that I read um, and just had such an impact on me that as we read that and we discussed as staff, it's like, you know what, this is, um, this is so edifying for me that I just want everybody else to be able to wrestle through this and think through this. Um, and so part of the pastoral privilege of my role is, you know, as, as I get exposed to it, I think, oh, this is so good. I want everybody else to have this. But AHA is a book that you read, but it follows a study on Right Now Media that you mm -hmm. can track and you can watch through. And in fact, we had a couple of small groups that did that. And so, I mean, it just, it, it brings it to a whole new level and gives you a, a greater understanding in the text. And so, uh, but AHA is one of the ones that's at the top of my list. And I'll tell you why I read that book. Mm -hmm. uh, it was personal. Mm -hmm. It was a book I chose. It wasn't about the church. It wasn't about uh, my family. It wasn't, it wasn't about leadership. It hit because it's personal to me, it hits all of those things. Yeah. But this was just about me wanting to get closer to God. Mm -hmm. And so this was a book that I thought had the opportunity to do that. And so I read it and it did. And, and it just was, was so meaningful for me that I just wanted, I wanted to bring it mm -hmm. uh, to bear for other people. And so, but that's a great example of what you're talking about. It's, it's connected to right yeah. now. It helps you get deeper. It helps you process through what you read, but by itself, it's just an exceptional read. We've got extra copies here at the church, so if, if somebody didn't get a copy or didn't read through it, we've got plenty. That would be a great yeah. thing to get on your list to start 2019 mm -hmm. would be to read or through that. Or if you're looking for a stocking stuffer or you're looking for sure. a Christmas present, yep. you yep. got a it's, free Christmas present yeah. waiting here there at the church go. to give somebody. We won't tell anybody. Says the young 26-year-old <laughs> single guy. Hey. So Malia will know if we get a Christmas present yeah. from Vince this year, yep. and it's the it's Aha book. Like, oh, I, I just saw it on the shelf. I <laughs> didn't know you guys needed a copy or anything. So thoughtful. Yeah. So, so Malia, what, what's one of the books? I, it doesn't have to be your top one, but what, what's sure. the book? Um, I actually have started getting into Jen Wilkin. Uh, last year, I started reading her books. Um, mm -hmm. And for those of you that aren't familiar with her, she is on staff at the Village Church in Texas with uh, Matt Chandler. That's the lead pastor there. Um, and they just put out so many awesome resources for Christians to um, kind of dig into the things of God. And so that's how I kind of uh, heard about her. But... I, last year I read a book called None Like Him that she wrote that was about the incommunicable uh, attributes of God. So the things that we can never be or do. Like, 
you know, omnipresent and mm. <laughs> eternal and, and things like that. So that was really good. So this year I read her book. That's um, thick reading. In his image about the communicable attributes of God. So the things that we can, because we are in his image, that we can try to, um, and that he wants us to be. So like, um, you know, patience and love and, mm. and all those good things. Um, so I would definitely recommend those as a pair. Um, she just, she's just awesome. What, what are the names of those that. again? In His Image and... And None Like Him. None Like Him. And I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, those are written specifically from a women's ministry leader, but, yes, I'm, but I'm thinking I can read that I and I would clean... Totally, guys could totally read those yeah. for sure. Well, and you know what's great about those books Maybe is, just get it on Kindle well, format. I'm you looking don't at look how at the thin it is. on the cover or something. <laughs> yeah, that's an audible book right there. <laughs> I'm looking at um, how thin it is, yeah. and I'm thinking... I'm in. Yeah. How much I had to read in seminary to study those things, and I'm well, looking at that, yeah. and I'm like, That's, that looks pretty good. You know what's yeah. you know what's great about that is Malia, as you're describing those, what I'm what I'm hearing is, which makes my my pastor heart happy, is that you're reading theology, except <laughs> except what you're doing in reading doctrine and theology, the doctrine of God, theology is is you're not cracking open a textbook. Mm-hmm. Right, you're reading right. something that's accessible and that's meaningful and that's personal. But yet, at the end of that, you have as good of an idea and understanding of um, the communicable and incommunicable attributes of God than I have when mm-hmm. I read theology textbooks. Yeah, yes. and so that's what's so great about this kind of thing, and that's I, I, that's awesome. I'm glad that, that those yeah. are two you picked. All right, so um, I, a lot of mine are just kind of personal books. I got one that I've read <laughs> because of the church, but. Um, I, I read uh, In the Name of Jesus uh, by Henry Nouwen. Um, this is a book that I remember reading in, in undergrad. It was, uh, I was going, trying to figure out my calling, and it's, it's a book that talks about God's call in our lives, that we um, should be living in the name of Jesus. Um, and it follows Henry Nouwen as he kind of goes through. Um, he had a presentation he had to give, I think, in Washington, D.C., and he was working at a... Um, a, a home for um, mentally impaired adults, and uh, they sent him with one uh, of those guys that he had gotten really close with, and he kind of just shares his attitude going through that process of being with um, somebody that he he originally thought didn't have anything to offer to the ministry that they were doing in Washington, D.C., this presentation, and um, he kind of just walks through it, and, you know, it's just a beautiful uh, picture of the body of Christ, that we all have something to, to contribute, and that that's what God's design was. That's how Jesus sent his disciples out, two by two, and um, for me, it's just a, a really encouraging book, and I'd say anybody that is in ministry, no matter what they're in, if you're up in the sound booth, if you're holding babies, I think it's a, just a good book to kind of refocus what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, one, of, one of the other books that I read this year that was just for me, that ended up being something that uh, I actually don't have it. I grabbed this one because it's similar by the same author, so I'd remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson, but uh, there's, there's a book he has that's a little bit more practical called um, Praying Circles Around the Lives of Your Children. Um, and it was mm-hmm. one that I, I picked up just for me, and I read it just for my own edification because I wanted to be better at covering my children in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those things where I read it and it was so meaningful and impactful for me that I thought, uh, man, I want other people to be able to have this if they desire. 
uh, and to learn, you know, the importance of, or to be encouraged in the importance of praying for children. So I actually um, uh, asked the adult discipleship team if I could do that as a small group. Mm. And so I led a small group this summer, Carrie and I did, um, that was a small group that was going through that book. Um, But more than going through the book, it was an opportunity to just sit for an hour once a week, um, hour and a half, and pray for one another's children and pray for one another's families and just get in the habit of that. And so uh, it's another book that I chose just for my own personal edification and because I wanted to be better at that, that really has been impactful in the lives of um, I think my children, I hope and will continue to be, mm-hmm. but then also was able to say, and hey, you know, this would be great for a small group. And I think that's a lot of ways small groups happen. It's like, this meant yeah. something to me. I bet it would mean something to other people. Mm-hmm. Let's do it together. For sure. And so, so that, was, that was another one that I, had, uh, that I had selected. So praying circles around, around the your... lives of your children. It's a Mark Batterson book, and it is, it's definitely worth, um, if you are a parent, or, or here's the rub, we actually had a grandparent come mm. to that yeah. that small group too, um, who is just in. It's not, I say, agony, and I don't mean that in a painful way, but a sweet agony. She is agonizing over the lives of not just her children, but their spouses, and also her grandchildren. Yeah, and uh, just what a joy it is for me to know that there's a grandparent out there doing that. Um, mm. even though it's not my grand, you know what I mean? It's like, there's just something powerful about that. So, yeah. so that's another one I'd recommend. Cool. Um, the other book that I read this year that I really, really enjoyed, although I felt a little beat up afterwards, um, was, uh, letters to the church by Francis Chan. And so if you've read anything by Francis Chan, you know, like going into it, this is going to hurt a little bit. Uh, and it, it definitely did. <laughs> um, I think this one was maybe a little more focused on folks, maybe, you know, on the front lines of ministry. Um, but basically the whole premise is that um, a lot of churches have strayed so far from, you know, what God calls church and, and the church in the New Testament. And so um, trying to remember, I think, the basics, the simplicity of what church really is, um, mm. and because I think sometimes we we can get away from that. So that yeah. it, it was a very good read, good eye opening read. Yeah. So that's one that I have not read. That's on my list. So Malia, I'll have to borrow it from you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, perfect. Yeah. There's lots of stars and highlights <clears throat> and circles. Even better than I smiley can, faces. <laughs> that I, I I can know where your head's at while I read yeah. it. That's, yeah. I think my. Oh, man, it's so hard to pick a favorite book, but my absolute favorite book is also my biggest book, but it's not as intimidating as it looks. Um, so it is Bearded Gospel Men, The Epic Quest for Manliness and Godliness um, by Jared Brock and Aaron Alford. It looks big and intimidating, but what it really is is a 30-day journey through men of church history and, and impactful men in church history um, they got guys like uh, St. Patrick and Frederick Douglass and St. Augustine and, I mean, just all sorts of different uh, St. Boniface. Some of these names won't mean anything to you, but what I found reading through it, because I love church history, and some of these guys I knew about, some of them I didn't, but as I read through it, I gained a new appreciation for God's providence throughout history, and it was, it was edifying for me day in and day out. So it's, it's 30 guys, um, 
and one woman. You can f- try and figure out who that one woman is uh, as you read through it. It, it. I didn't catch it until I was probably like a paragraph in, and I was like, wait, what? Um, but it is, it's a good devotional. So, um, ladies, if you have a guy that's not a reader, um, I would suggest this book. And guys, if you're looking uh, to, to learn a little bit more about the church and, and have a devotional that's easy, easy, easy to read, and they have fun memes in between them. Um, that's awesome. I feel like it should come with, like, a camouflage cover and, like, a gun or something. It should, <laughs> it should come with, like, some beard oil or something. It's, you know what? Yes. It's, yeah. it's my favorite book You can put year. together your own gift pack right there. there yeah, for sure. Anyway. <laughs> throw a compass and a pocket knife in, and you're good to go. So, yeah, bearded gospel men. The cover will catch your eye. Um, I, you know what? You, you said pick three or four books, and, mm-hmm. and I picked, like, a lot more than that. <laughs> so I'm going to narrow it down because, you know, I don't want us to, to be here all day. But there, there's a couple of others, you know, that I chose. Like, those ones that I mentioned, those were for me personally. Mm-hmm. There were a couple that I chose specifically because in my role, I lead a church. Mm-hmm. And I want us um, to be as good at doing God's will as we can possibly be. And so there's two books that I chose that, that fit in that vein. Um, one of them was early in the year. We did a coffee and conversation with Revolution Church about um, understanding sex in a confused culture, sex mm. and gender. And so there was a book that I read called Messy Grace um, by mm. Caleb and then I read that Coltenbach. Did I loan yeah, that to you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you still have it? No, I gave it. Somebody back. has it, and I got to track it down. <laughs> Um, because I actually was going to look at some parts of that again. But that book, um, I read specifically for, okay, you know what? We are at a church that loves truth. Like, we are never going to compromise what God says, but we are a church that claims to be um, a follower of Jesus, and Jesus was an expert at marrying grace and truth. Um, or the way that Coltenbach would say it is that it was messy grace. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and so I just, I read that book in preparation for that coffee and conversation, and I was just moved by the story. Caleb, of course, is a, is a pastor um, of, of a, a successful church that teaches true things full of grace, um, but he um, was raised by um, homosexual parents. Mm-hmm. Um, he, his parents divorced when he was young, Uh, Both of them, at the time of the divorce, decided that they would explore um, what they felt like was their drive, which was um, um, being in homosexual relationships. And so he was raised by a a professor father who was um, professing and acting homosexual, and then a a mom and and her life partner. Um, And, you know, he tells the story of, you know, what that was like growing up as a kid, being exposed to kind of the hate and vitriol from Christians mm. that were supposed to be about love, and then what it was like when he met Christians that really did it well, that never compromised truth, mm-hmm. but really were, were grace-filled people, and how they actually won him to the Lord. Wow. And then his journey of coming out to his parents, hmm. um, coming out as a Christian to his parents, and then his journey as a, a, a pastor now, that ministers to and tries to connect with his parents and other people in that vein. And so that's a book I would strongly recommend, whether you're dealing with with the homosexual population or not, or just about people that need grace. I think the book is about, you know, the the sexuality piece, 
Um, but on a deeper level, the book is just about grace and how to deal with it. And so that's one that I would highly mm-hmm. recommend um, if, if people feel yeah. like they need to grow in that. It was um, a pretty easy read. Too. Yeah, it, it wasn't a hard read. Um, and it, it, it's a compelling story. So it makes it um, easy to keep going when normally you'd be yeah. like, okay, I'm going to put that down for now. Uh, the other one I read was a really easy read. Another one that I, I chose is this book by Tom Rainer. And anybody that reads Tom Rainer books knows that they are famous for being like 80-page books. And this one... It's kind of like a pamphlet. Yeah, this one's actually 99 pages, but uh, it's got a lot of pictures and charts in there too. <laughs> um, but this is a book just called Becoming a Welcoming Church. Mm-hmm. It is a book that, that I purchased and I read, um, and I've distributed distributed whatever that word is, to some of our folks here at the church. And and this is one that I read and I Mm -hmm. really enjoyed because it was simply just all about, hey, um, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to, church. Mm -hmm. Um, You may think that you're overly friendly, but there's some things that you're missing. And this has been really helpful for that. Um, And I I hope that I can get more and more people to read it and really that we as a church can be even better at being welcoming um, than we've been in the past. And so mm-hmm. those are two that I, I, uh, that I read this year that really I read for the sake of the ministry here at Blessed Hope that really resonated mm-hmm. and I would highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one too. Um, probably my favorite book that I read this year and probably my favorite in a long time uh, was Surprise, another Jen Wilkin book because I've just been devouring anything that woman puts out. Um, the book is Women of the Word. Uh, it's simply just about studying the Bible, um, but it definitely has a different take than any other um, st- you know, Bible study strategy that I've ever seen. Because uh, I think so often when you're studying the Bible and when people are trying to teach you how to study the Bible, it, you just you jump so quickly to, okay, how does this apply to me and my life? And Which is great. We want to do that. But her way of doing things is like, wait, stop. This book is about God first and foremost. It's not about you. Um, There are things for you in it, but first and foremost, it's about God. And so how does, you know, whatever you're reading, what does it teach you about God and who he is and his characteristics? And then, and then, you know, eventually you make your way back down to, okay, so what does that mean for me? Um, And I really hate that it's called Women of the Word because it is this has probably been one of the biggest life-changing things for me, just as far as how I study and how I read the Bible now. And so I wish almost that she wouldn't just directly be marketing to women. Like, rip the cover off and read this, guys, because it really was good. It's, it's been just kind of mind-blowing. And it sounds so simple and easy, um, but it, it just, she's got so many good little nuggets of mm-hmm. wisdom. To me, like that would be a good book for somebody. And we've got a lot of, uh, of people, um, ladies especially, I, I'm thinking of mm-hmm. recently that have mm-hmm. said, you know what, I'm just now starting for the first time ever yep. to really read the Bible. And I'm just now starting to really dig in and try to grow. Yep. And so if I'm hearing you right, that would be for, for those folks, hey, yep. that's great. And, and this is a book that could help you get the most out of that time and, and energy. Absolutely. And I think it can be really good for people that have been doing it for a long, for a long time, time too. too. And just well, yeah, you've been you reading the Bible for a long time. Of looking at mm-hmm. things. And honestly, I think this would be a great small group too. 
Um, You're I, right. You could rip off the cover. Yeah. I mean, and then, I, yeah, I really hate that it's women of the world. I mean, because she really. Well, it's you're so her good. biggest fan. Can't you reach I out am. to her? And then, <laughs> um, so then I have just started doing an actual probably some study at the that she published through Lifeway called um, God of Creation, and it's going through the book of Genesis. And that is already blowing my mind. And so I feel like that is a study we should be doing as a small group too. So, Well, see, this yeah. is, you know, one of the reasons why it's so great to be reading these books um, is because they are, there's, it's like you read it and you're like, that is, that is so good. Like, yeah. let's, let's yeah. get that into the hands of other people. And that's yeah. one of the ways that a lot of our small groups happen yep. is we experience something and we say, you know what? We want other people to experience that same thing. Yeah. So my next book actually came out of Bearded Gospel Men. Um, I came across Francis Schaeffer in that book, and I was like, that guy sounds like a freaking rock star. I want to learn more about him. And so I started, I just Google searched him and learned about him and then saw some of the books he had written. And this is, this is an aggressive looking book. And it I, is an aggressive book. I want to I pause you for a second. He's not kidding. Because during the week or two that this was happening, oh, you remember Vince this? was coming in my office all the time to say, listen to this, <laughs> listen to this. He'd read me something off the internet or listen to this. And yeah. then finally he just bought the book. He might be one of my new favorite Christians. Right. Um, but so Francis Schaeffer, is, he's a Christian guy <laughs> and uh, he passed away in 1984. So the book is a Christian manifesto. It's kind of a, an affront to, it's a, a response to the Communist Manifesto, the Humanistic Manifestos 1 and 2, um, and it's really about how we as Christians should engage politics and how we should engage government, how we should understand it. Um, and there are just this book was written in the early 80s, late 70s, but it could have been written yesterday. Um, it still speaks, it still flies, and it's challenging. Um, there, there are some quotes in here, I just was flipping through it, and one of them was basically like, um, you know, we as Christians have to be able to call out our government because if we can't, then it's God. And just things that, you know, we, we need to be more loyal to Christ than we, we are to our country. And, and that doesn't mean that, you know, our country isn't doing great things and hasn't provided, a, our country has provided great things and, and has been a huge humanitarian arm across the globe um, but first and foremost, our call is Christ and, and not country. Um, and he just, he challenges, sometimes I think Christians can just get apathetic about politics, and he challenges that in here. And um, if you are interested in politics, or even if you're not interested in politics, this will, it'll wake you up. I really, really like this book. Um, so you, well, got, you got a couple more? I do. I'll, I'll just briefly, one more and then one that I'm, I'm working on that I thought I would just plug for anybody that's looking to get started too. Uh, there's one that I, I read. I think I read books for different reasons, right? And so one I read uh, because I wanted to, to just get some edification for myself. One I read because I wanted to do better with my kids. Um, mm -hmm. A couple I read because I wanted them to have an impact on the ministry that I do here at the church. This is one that I read because I want to be a better boss. Um, I want to be better at... at hiring. I want to be better at supervising. I want to be better at just, I mean, that's an aspect. It's not a necessarily a spiritual aspect of my role, but I want mm -hmm. to be good at it. Um, and so we want you to be good at that too. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, and all of the grace that you've given me. Um, <laughs> so, um, there's just a book called the ideal team player, uh, by Patrick Lencioni, mm -hmm. uh, that, um, I was really, um, not looking forward to reading. 
<laughs> to be yeah. honest. I got yeah. it, and I thought, okay, I, I've heard good things about this. I've heard Patrick Lencioni speak at mm-hmm. the Work is Worship conference um, that, that, we, that we did here at the church, and, and so I, I, I trust him, and you know, he's written about the five dysfunctions of a team and some other things, and I thought, okay, this is a book that, that I'm interested in. I've heard him speak on it, and I thought, I'm going to read it, but I expected it to be awful. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the content to be good, but the delivery to be awful. Yeah. Um, but, oh my goodness, this was a quick read. It was a fast read. It was a compelling read. Um, you know, a lot of it's written in narrative story form to really mm-hmm. get a good understanding of what he's talking about. And it ended up being just something that I thought was extremely valuable for me mm-hmm. in terms of how do we develop the right kind of leaders? And not just the staff, not just you guys, but also ministry team leaders and elders and what are the what are the qualities that we're looking for and how do we how do we grow those and how do we encourage them in one another mm-hmm. and so that's really been been a lot of fun for me to read that and, and kind of work through it that's been on my list too. that'd be good for i'm thinking of our congregation i mean we got we got teachers and principals oh, yeah, and sure. we got we got business owners and we got people involved in all sorts of leadership yeah inside outside the church that'd be good for it, any of them it, it was here's the thing i expected the content to be worth it yeah but I expected it to suck. Um, and it didn't. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And that's why it moves up on my list is, hey, I would recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last one is one that I've just started reading. Um, and this is very similar to, um, you know, when I read the book about praying circles around the lives of my kids. You know, one of the things that I've been convicted about as of late is that I am not as awesome as I need to be about guarding my wife's heart. Mm. I love her like crazy, and I just, I have not been great at that, and so um, I just have been reading through this book about the power of a praying husband, Mm -hmm. and it's one that I would recommend, Um, you know, I'm only about halfway through it, but I would recommend it for anybody that that thinks they might enjoy that. Yeah, so do you have another book, or? Um, I just have one more uh, that's not a Christian book, um, but you know, when I want something light that I can just read on my Kindle and not have to think, like, mm-hmm. too terribly hard about, um, I usually go for, like, some sort of a crime mystery. Oh, um, nice. So I read yep. this book called Cold Harbor, and it's part of a series that actually I started reading because um, we have Prime, and so, you know, you get all those free books with Prime, but it's by Matthew Fitzsimmons, and I always love a good series anyways, like, there's something about that that's yep. alluring to me. Um, but there are just some good books that involve, like, CIA and um, computer hacking and just fun fun mystery-type things. Mm-hmm. My uh, my last two books, um, I'm not going to say much about one of them because I, I feel like I tell everybody about it because it's my favorite book of all time. It's um, the Wait, wait, I know this one. It's The Barbarian Way by yes. Erwin yes, McManus. I even read yes. that because you like Did you read it? it so much. Yeah. Awesome. It's yeah. such it's a small book, but I love it. It is once my once a year, right? Once a year or once every other year, it just kind of depends when I need a kick in the pants. Um, it it is that. It, it's raw faith. It gets you back to that first love mentality that that um, I think we all need to to have and um, it, it's a great book. I I read it once every year or once every other year. Um, so, yeah. And then the last book is A New Kind of Leader. Um, and this is one of those books I read because I'm a leader in the church. And it's short. It has places for notes. Um, and it just talks about some some truths. And, and um, 
I think it's good for people that are working in our children's ministry. I think it's good for anybody that's leading in our church um, because it, it goes through these six, I mean, seven things that, that matter um, when it comes to leading and, and how they can change and shape uh, how you end up leading. And so New Kind of Leader by Reggie Joyner. So I guess I would say, uh, you know, that, that one, I just feel um, edified, I guess, that, that, that you guys, staff at the church, um, in, in positions of leadership, are taking the responsibility to read seriously, to grow, to, to stretch yourself. I appreciate mm-hmm. that so much. And uh, so, so I have one quick question as we wrap up. So mm-hmm. of all the books that you've read, um, I think I know this based on some of the conversations we've had and what you've said, but uh, Malia, if, if of all the books you've read this year, there was one that you said, look, start off 2019 with this. Women of the Word. Women of the Word, even if, even you're, if a you're a dude. Even if you're a dude. All right, Women of the Word. Vince? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Bearded Gospel Men. Bearded, even it, if you're a woman. Even if you're a woman, it is good church history. It's good devotional time. It is, it's good. Excellent. Uh, I'm actually surprised by that. I was pretty sure you were going to say the barbarian way, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all right. It's okay. And if, yours, it, Matt? if it were me, I, I would say that, uh, um, you know, it varies. If you are a parent, uh, then I would say praying circles around the lives of your kids. If you are married, um, then uh, the power for praying husband is a good one. Um, if you are neither married or a parent, then Ooh. I would get started with aha. Um, and I think that's a good one. Um, so mine, mine vary a little bit depending on life circumstance, but mm-hmm. there is something good out there. And oh, and, and by the way, I think we would all agree the Bible wins. <laughs> yeah. Like read that we too. That was a given. Yeah. Right? Read that too. Don't be like, well, I was going to read the Bible, but you guys said, no, Do no, no. not read these books at yeah. the expense of right, your right, Bible. Right, well, and yeah. if you're not a reader, you know, I would just encourage people that, you know, it's not about quantity. It's no. about quality and, you know, take your time going through something. I think not everybody has to be a bookworm, right. you know, but I th- everyone can be a reader. But if you don't know where to start, hopefully this podcast will give you um, some ideas yeah. on where to start. Yeah. We've got four or five really good ideas that should apply mm-hmm. to everybody yeah. that they can dig into. Yep. So thank you guys. And uh, I don't know if we'll have another podcast before Christmas, but if not, um, Merry Christmas to all of y'all. We should have one more. One more? To, to round out the year. It's, it gets busy. It does. Hopefully we'll get there. (laughs) All right.